nails and hammers. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. This is the Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Right corner three, pow! Presented by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz game night post game show. 120 to 100 is your final. The Jazz beat the Portland Trailblazers. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. Post game brought to you by friends of Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Let's take a look at your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot 45.7% from the field. They were 19 of 50 from three for 38%. They were led by Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, who both had 20 points apiece. Mike Conley added 18. Uh, Bogdanovich with 15. Jordan Clarkson with 15 coming off the bench. Joe Ingles with 14. Derek Favors had uh, 10 points. The Jazz had 24 assists on uh, 43 made field goals. They had 12 offensive rebounds, three steals, and three block shots uh, for the Blazers. Um, 40%, 37 of 92 from the field. They were 12, 33 from three led by CJ McCollum with 23 points. But I'll tell you, it it jumps out. You pointed this out in the last segment, Tim, but it really does, does jump off the page. Well-balanced effort from the jazz tonight. I mean, the guys that you would expect to contribute really contributed. Yeah, they did. And, And you actually made the comment, Jake, off air while we're watching the game, but like Donovan had 20 and it was so quiet, right? He... He just within the flow and, you know, we, we were used to watching the bubble where he had to pretty much do everything. And right now it's, he's like in a great rhythm. We're still going to see those nights where he just goes berserk, but it's got to feel nice for him to have all those, those scores and playmakers around him. He doesn't need to win every game by himself. He, he really doesn't. And it'll be interesting to see when, when there's a close contest and it comes down to winning time in the fourth quarter, if that's when maybe that extra gear is reached. But, I mean, if you've got – this is really a good offensive team. It is. There's a lot of good shooters. There's a lot of guys that need shots, capable of knocking down shots, impossible to guard when they're all playing well. And if you can get other guys rolling, um, you know, you take a game where you can win by 20 and only need 20 points and only need to take 16 shots. Yeah, and it's the pressure, like the pressure they're putting on teams with their offense. It's it's really helping their defense because, you know, you you put an onslaught on teams, and what's the first thing they think? They got to come down and score six plays, and or excuse me, six points in one possession, so they get sped up on the offensive end and, and lose rhythm. Um, I think the Jazz, like you say, unbelievably great right now offensive team, but I think this team has the makings of a really good defensive team. You look at the rebounding numbers. It's 59 to 40. Um, they just absolutely crushed uh, Portland on the glass. So you can look a lot of different areas on this on this box score, a lot of different numbers, and they're numbers that translate into wins. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you can get really complicated like David did during during crosstalk. He, see, my mind don't work like <laughs> he, he goes right like to the computer spinning. I, I have to literally pull an abacus out and start – Throwing the little, I know. Know. I was, I was counting on my fingers and toes like and 14 you know. carry the David's like a calculator. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's throw things back to Portland where jazz head coach Quinn Snyder is talking to the media. 
We'll go ahead and get started. Uh, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV is up first. Coach, I know it's still early. Don't want to get overly excited. Game one is 72, but you guys were doing a lot of things right from the red hot shooting downtown to the defense on Dame. It just seems that this group seems really comfortable and confident right out of the gates. Well, you know, it is, it is one game and, you know, we're going to have, we have a lot more. I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, to, to continue to, to carve an identity and to play the same way, um, you know, to get the ball off the court quickly and to defend. I thought tonight defensively, we had some breakdowns early and our, our, our guys were able to figure some things out. Um, and then we put a lot of pressure when we can get stops, you know, we can attack the other way. Right up next, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hugh, in spite of those uh, those early defensive breakdowns, you hold Damian Lillard scoreless in the first half and nine points total for the game. Uh, what were you seeing in terms of the matchup out there? What what worked against him tonight? Well, I mean, he he's terrific and, and he's had he's he's entitled to a tough night. You know, he's had he's had so many big nights against us, and sometimes the law of averages catches up to you and you know. He's as good as there is in the league. You know, every everything we did, we have to do collectively when you play a player of that caliber. So, as far as us executing, you know, we, we I thought we executed pretty well, and then you need to have a little luck on your side. All right, Tony Jones, the Athletic. That being said, Coach, are you are you happy with where you guys are defensively at this point in the season? I sorry, sorry, defensively, you said. Yes. Are you happy with where you guys are defensively? Yeah, Just I, I think point. we've, you know, from the first preseason game where I didn't think we defended as well as we, we need to, um, we've gotten better. I'd like to see us continue to get better. You know, every game's going to be a little different as far as, you know, what's required and what adjustments, you know, we have to make. But we've got a team that's intelligent. You know, I think they're capable of, you know, following a game plan. I think our habits are, um, you know, they're not great, but they're pretty good. And, you know, they, they can keep getting better for this point in the season. I, the, the biggest thing is just to compete. Um, and I thought we did that. We had a, we had a stretch offensively in the, in the second half um, over a period of a few, a few stretches and possessions where, you know, our offense hurt our defense. And that, that's, you know, that's maybe the biggest thing. It's hard to defend after turnovers. So we just got to make sure that we're precise on the offensive end and don't make it harder on ourselves. Uh, ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Coach, the shooting was so good in the first and second quarter, and then Rudy really dominated the third. Are those two related? Does the defense have to adjust, and that opens up things for Gobert? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that for all of us, whether it's Rudy running, um, rolling in pick and roll, um, guys driving the ball, you know, pressure on the rim is what opens up, um, opens up the three-point line and opens up jump shots. So, and as you said, it can work the other way. If you're making shots and teams have to pull out and guard you, there's more space to attack the rim. And, and certainly for Rudy um, to run and also to rebound, you know, when the floor is spaced like that. And that's what, you know, that's what spacing and shooting can do. And that's also what, you know, Rudy and Fave running to the rim and putting pressure on the rim can, can do for shooters. 
All right, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. That bench really went on a run in the first half, right? Uh, I, I'm curious with the bench this year, is it is it just a matter of them, you know, kind of, I guess you changed your play call for them compared to what you would do with your bench unit last year, or is it just a matter of them uh, executing at a at a different level or, or doing things, uh, you know, due to their experience at a higher level? Well, I, I, a little bit of both, Andy. Um, I think, you know, our bench last year, you know, we, we were able to score. We didn't defend as well. Um, and I think that's, that's a big part of it. So if we're getting stops, we're playing more in transition and, and you know, and there isn't, um, you know, the, the play calling component, but uh, I, I think, you know, as I said, that if, if we can, if our bench can play that, we want to play the same style throughout the course of the game. And then, you know, depending on the, who the player is, obviously, you know, if we do have opportunities, you know, um, in dead ball situations, set plays out of bounds that, you know, we can target certain guys and whether it's JC or, you know, Joe and pick and roll, or uh, we've got some guys that, you know, that, that are, that are skilled and we can run things for them. I think sometimes, you know, taking, taking, choosing, um, we're better off if we just play together and the ball finds our guys are unselfish so that the ball can kind of find, find the open man, so to speak. So, but a little bit of both. Um, and I, I think, as you said, you know, there's that, that is one of the advantages of continuity that um, obviously we have fave in that, in that group, but we're also playing Rudy um, in three stints right now. So he's involved with that bench. So it's, it's a little different look. All right. Last question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, I, I can't imagine that it, it felt like an opening night tonight for you was it was it a little bit like you were back in the bubble the it, it, it's different um you know I, I think like anything you'll you'll get used to it. It, it it had the intensity of an nba game but as you said it's you know i think everybody would agree it'd be great to have have fans in the seats and that's not where we are right now and but that said you know i think the players hold themselves to a high standard um you know, it, it, it is, I don't, I don't want to remember the bubble that much, um, but, you know, the, the not having fans is, you know, fans are such a big part of our game, but I think everybody understands it just is where we are and uh, the games themselves, you know, are still high level and competitive. All right. Thank you, coach. Okay. Thanks. All right, that was Quinn Snyder, Jazz head coach. The The Jazz beat the Blazers uh, 120 to 100. He said a few things right there, Tim. One thing that really stood out to me is he he wants, you know, the style of play to remain consistent with the, with the starters and with the bench unit. And, you know, uh, what I thought was lacking in the question was he's got the personnel to do that, where I don't think last year he had the personnel to do that. So we can talk about schemes and that sort of thing, but when you have – Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, and Rudy Gobert, or excuse me, Derek Favors, anchoring that unit. It, I think you're. It's it's easier to have some continuity because you got better players in that lineup. Yeah, better players and and guys that actually resemble the the guys that are doing it in the first unit, right? Yep. Faves rolling. You got to really respect that role. Um, you know, Tony rolling, not so much. So it it is. And then defensively, you know, Favors great ball screen pick and roll. Um, you know, Tony struggled there. So yeah, you just feel like they, they made major improvements on that second unit, but you're right. It's, it's the personnel to play that way. Right. 
it's yeah. it's a little bit different this year. But I, I I think that's fascinating, and I'm sure that's ideal for any coach. You know, you want to be consistent with how you play basketball and have the guys that are able to do that. So it's not a big time change depending on who's on the floor or not. Yeah, and, the, and all guys can play together, I would imagine, too. Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. The, the, the other thing that stood out to me, and it's kind of what I wondered, but he talked about, you know, playing in transition more and kind of freeing the guys up in transition. And he talked about, you know, if we can get a stop and we can incentivize getting a stop or getting our guys to lock in defensively, I'm not going to call a play in transition. We're, we're going to let them play. And I remember watching last year and – just my come from the last 12 years, the ball was always emphasized to be thrown ahead. It's the way we always played was we wanted to put the defense on their heels. We had big rim runners that put a lot of defense, stretched it out horizontally. Um, But I liked what Quinn said there, and it makes sense. He wanted the team to become better defensively, so he kind of waved that carrot out in front of him and said, hey, if if you guys will do this, I'll give you some more freedom offensively. And right now it looks to be a, a great plan. Yeah, he's Coach Snyder savvy like that. He does that. If you he will give you the green light if you'll sell out on defense and, and play really hard. I think it's one of his best uh, ass or well, what am I looking for? Assets as a coach. That's not the right word, but one of his best philosophies, I guess, is what I'm looking for. That hey, go go play balls to the wall on defense, and uh, I'll let you hoist a few. I mean, that just makes a ton of sense. Plus, I, I would guess it builds team camaraderie. And, and uh, James Harden's a big topic of conversation, but if I were James Harden's teammate and he's taking every shot in the building and then dogging it on defense, that would that would bother me. Yeah, totally. Tons of kudos to the staff because this is – it is a change. It is different than they've played, and, and it's always kind of scary to try something new. Um, but you don't ever really know unless you try it. And uh, the Jazz look like uh, the personnel-wise, they, they can play this way, and it really can become – a major weapon uh, against teams, you know, with size or, you know, uh, guys that, where, where the Jazz really struggle to match up. It's almost like, hey, match up with us now. And we're going to, you got to play like we play. Let's take a look at your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. The Jazz and the Blazers tied tonight in the paint. Uh, 44 points apiece, and, uh, you know, that just uh, amplifies how important the three ball was really to to the, the Utah Jazz tonight. 44 is not a bad number there in the paint, uh, but uh, tonight was about the outside shot. It was. It was um, It was early, and, you know, once the Jazz started to connect, uh, it's like Quinn said, it's, it's similar in, like, you think about football, and typically people talk about, you know, establishing the run to set up the pass, or vice versa, you know, really coming out throw happy and then uh, being able to set the run up off that. Uh, what the Jazz have right now, and they really haven't had to dial into it, but they are right now getting pretty much uh, whatever they want <clears throat> based on um, space in the floor and having people honor the role. There's so many different things that they can do out of this, but right now they can kind of set the tone for how they want to play. All right, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final from Portland, the Jazz beat the Blazers 120-111. to 111. Coming up next, we'll get you player sound from the locker room, and we'll continue to break this one down straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz Game Night Post Game Show in the Jazz Radio Network. 120 to 100 is your final. The Jazz open up the 2020-2021 season with a win over the Blazers. Jazz Game Night uh, Post Game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Let's get a look at your master of the glass. Uh, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass ex- expert. They're back for another great year of jazz basketball and proud to be the preferred Auto Glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Flight Auto Glass is proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader, Rudy Gobert, your Master of the Glass. Get used to that. Uh, 17 boards tonight, Tim. Four offensive rebounds to go along with his 20 points on 8 of 10 shooting. He had two assists and a steal for his trouble as well. Rudy played very well tonight. Yeah, and again, a common theme is his activity. It just felt like he's he's kind of got another gear um, flying around. He's always been really difficult to score on, but um, you know the way he's kind of throwing himself around and really competing uh, early on, it's really fun to watch. Jazz out rebounded the Blazers tonight, Tim, fifty nine to forty. That's a crushing. <laughs> that is, that is a crushing on the on the boards. That's amazing. In fact, I haven't seen a a gap like that that I can remember in a while. The Jazz hammered the Blazers on the boards. That's that's actually a little bit surprising because Nurkic, Nurkic in 22 minutes only had three rebounds. In fact, who was the who? Ennis Cantor was the leading rebounder with eight for the Blazers. Yeah, it's it is like I said. You can go through. You want to look at three point shooting. You want to field goals. You want to look at assists. You want to look at turnovers. Pretty much every single category, and that's why you really got to feel good about this. This wasn't a Hey, they just got hot. I mean, the Jazz really dominated this game in every aspect. All right, let's go back to Portland, where Rudy Gobert, the master of the glass tonight, is addressing the media. All right, we'll go ahead. Uh, first question from Tony Jones, The Athletic. Rudy, can you uh, describe, you know, what was going on in that third quarter? I mean, it, it looked from 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 my vantage point that team that that Portland started hugging the three point shooters. And then it just became two on two with you and the in the pick and roll ball handler, and you just got some real easy finishes down there. You know, I think we just kept playing the right way, uh, kept moving the ball, and uh, you know when we do that, it's it's pretty tough to guard. And you know we play in a very unselfish way. We make the right reads, and uh, and also we score for defense. And it's you know it's uh, I believe that it's uh, unguardable when we're able to do that. All right, up next, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Rudy, in a game like tonight with a three-point barrage, there's not a lot of lob action. I mean, you did have that dunk over Nurkic, which was awesome, but how are you able to stay engaged on offense and have that impact like you did tonight when you guys are just, uh, you know, draining the threes? I mean, when we when we move the ball that way, uh, it doesn't really matter who, get the, who gets the shot, you know, when... Uh, I'm able to get my teammates open by just sending a screen or running the floor or by catching the ball and then swinging to the to the open shooter. Um, it's fun. It's fun to be a part of. And, uh, and you know, as long as we, we get good shots, uh, it's great offense. All right. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, Dame has had so many big nights against you guys. You know, he's, he's one of the elite scorers in the league. And tonight you guys hold him to nine points total, hold him scoreless in the first half. 
what was the key to to the defensive effort against him tonight? I mean, Demi's a he's an amazing player, so we had to make sure he didn't get anything easy, and uh, we try to make him uncomfortable. We try to, you know, be a little physical with him, and uh, and you know, I think we did a we did a great job uh, as a team trying to make sure that he, you know, he's not able to to get into a, a good rhythm. All right, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. There we go. On, on Dame, how much is that you stepping up in the pick and roll higher than you might otherwise would against other players? And how much is that uh, obviously your teammates who, who guarding Dame kind of sh sending him towards you to, to help out? I think it's a combination of a, of a lot of things. You know, the game plan has been really different from a game to another, but uh, me be able to, to be up and, uh, and know that uh, my teammates have my back on the, on the big guy. Uh, it's huge, and uh, and me trusting my teammates, you know, uh, being back too, it's it, it's huge, and uh, and then it's on me to to be able to make sure that whenever he's gonna attack me, uh, I'm able to recover and uh, and and uh, make sure he doesn't get a layup. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Rudy, there was the play where Jordan found you streaking down the paint, and you kicked it over to Mike uh, for the open three. Are you just finding? better chemistry now in the second year, having played with all these guys a little longer? Like I said, you know, it's, uh, it's fun when we play the, the way we play tonight. And that's the way we've been practicing every single day. And it's uh, playing unselfish. And, uh, and also, uh, I, I like Ennis, so I didn't want to dunk on him. All right. And last question, Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey, Rudy, where have you seen Donovan specifically improve as a playmaker and a passer over the last few years? I think he's improved every single year, you know, and uh, whenever he's able to to stay aggressive at the same time, find his teammates, uh, our team takes another takes another step. And I feel like this year he's really be able to to do to do it consistently uh, in practice and uh, in precision. And uh, and he did great tonight. And he's, you know, as long as he stays aggressive, uh, that's what we need from him. All right, that's it. Thanks so much, Rudy. There you go. That's Rudy Gobert. Monster game tonight for Rudy. Uh, 20 points and 17 rebounds. Pretty funny answer right there when he talked about kicking it to Mike Conley in the corner, saying, oh, I like Ennis. I didn't want to dunk on him. Yes, that, that was very kind because he probably really could have. I, I actually love that pass. I kind of liken it to almost in hockey like a one-timer. Yeah. You know, that big rolls, and the weak side's got to come over. And if you can, like Rudy's – he, he struggled kind of catch that ball on the move and make a play, but it was really nice to see he just kind of tap that thing out there and, and, and made a great decision. I thought that was a play of the game. It just really personifies the way they want to play. The other thing that stands out to me about what Rudy talked about, and I think it's obviously we talk about it a bunch, but the number of shots that he gets guys by running the floor offensively, and, and that's been an area that I thought last year I mean, noticed a major difference between – him sprinting the floor last year all the time and the way he's kind of approached that this year. And if he will run the floor and rim run right down the middle, the defense has to sit. They have to wait for him to get there. Meanwhile, you've got guys sprinting to the corners. So you've got them already in a quandary right there. So he talked about, hey, 
just because they're shooting a lot of three doesn't mean I'm not involved. I'm actually running the floor. I'm setting the ball screen and rolling hard, which creates all this space. Um, and then just him screening off the ball to get guys open. He's a huge part of how this all works. Yeah, and and I thought it was interesting that Rudy said it was fun the way they play tonight. It was fun, enjoyable, and uh, I think Rudy running the floor is something that has been uh, focused on internally with the Jazz, and at times, and we didn't see this at all in the bubble, which kind of leads me to believe that they really emphasized with him, but at times he would get caught getting in the ref's ear and not necessarily running up and down the floor at times, and we... We, like I said, ever since the bubble, we haven't seen that. We didn't see it a lot tonight. We saw him really run the floor tonight. And I think Rudy is certainly maturing as a player. And uh, I know he's he wants the approval and he wants the love, but he can affect the game, as you say, in so many different ways that maybe not everybody notices, but it, it's very important and very effective. Yeah, very rarely do we sit around, you know, watching football and comment just how amazing that pulling guard is. Right. Or, you know, just how that center fires off the ball. But... They are the, in essence, they make the guys behind them look great. And I think that that's a part of Rudy's game. You know, people say, why are we paying them this much money? Obviously, we're looking at, those people are looking at one facet. They're looking at, can he score? And how does he score all around the rim? But, man, I'm telling you, if you just sit back and watch these guys, the number of shots, if you just had a booklet and kept a ledger, number of shots he gets guys on a nightly basis, it's phenomenal. Well, it, even a, a story today, there was a podcast that Joel Embiid did where he was complaining that Rudy made All-NBA instead of him last year, and he said, uh, he quoted the stats. He said, I was 20 and whatever, and Rudy was 17 and whatever. I mean, come on. How could he make it in, instead of me? And it's like, well, it's these little extra things that Rudy does so very well that make others look good, that make Rudy so good. And I, you know. I, I hope I know jazz fans don't do this, but people shouldn't get lost in the numbers with Rudy, even though the numbers, even on like, like a night, like tonight, 20 and 17, I mean, just monstrous, but it's, it's those types of things that he does that, that really make him so valuable. Yeah. And if you're, if you're a jazz fan out there, you love watching this team and you want to watch it from a different way and angle this year, watch Rudy, watch him off the ball defensively, watch him, what he does to get dudes shots in this offense. And, you, you you don't have to have the ball in your hands to do that. You can you can affect the game and get guys shots by just your your positioning and your hustle. All right, let's go back to Portland. Donovan Mitchell is addressing the media. We will go ahead. Um, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey Don, I know it's uh, hard to get excited with game one of seventy two, but are you pleased with what you saw tonight as far as your perimeter shooting and defense on Dame? Uh, yeah, you know, he's been a guy who's given us fits, you know, especially last year. Um, so for us to come out and give credit to Mike and Royce, uh, the two main guys who were on him, um, disturbing him. You know, he, he missed a lot of shots, but we made it tough, you know, and there's, there's going to be nights where he, he has those, his nights when there's going to be nights when he has big nights, you know, but we have to just make it as tough as we can on him. And I think we did that, you know, and then when he gave up the ball, we made it tough on the guys around him. So just a tough night for them overall. I think I credit our, our defense and continuous pressure on the ball and, and scrambling. I think we did a good job of that. All right, Tony Jones, The Athletic. How much is your your guys' overall ceiling tied to your ability to defend dynamic uh, perimeter guys like Dane? Um, I think it's, I think it's you know, I wouldn't say it's hand in hand, but I think it's a big part for sure. I think, you know, we see what we can do in the offensive end, but, you know, what's offensive for giving them the same amount of points on the other end? Uh, I think the biggest thing, like we talked about uh, 
like I said before, just containing the ball, you know, being able to, I'm not saying we're going to go out there and keep that guys like Dame and Steph and, and, and Book and all those guys to nine points in a game or whatever, but you know, just making it tough, you know, and being able to stay solid, you know, and then also trusting that you have each other's backs, you know, being able to, to not really rely on, you know, just have to rely on Fave and Rudy down there, you know, making, making their lives easier. So we get the ball, we often miss and we're out in the break, but it's the biggest thing is continuing to keep that pressure. You know, we kind of let up a little bit in the third, I want to say a third or fourth, and they cut it to 20, you know, CJ started attacking, but we were right there and continue with pressure, but that's going to be the biggest thing. Like you said, is continuing to, to defend at a high level and keeping the same intensity and not missing the little details. All right, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Don, I wanted to know sort of what your reaction is to the news that was coming out of Houston and then that opening night game, Houston and the Thunder being postponed. Uh, the news as far as the game being postponed? or Game being postponed, Harden being levied a fine for $50,000 for not following the protocols. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to speak on, you know, other players' actions. At the end of the day, we have a protocol. We just got to follow it. Um, but as far as the game being postponed, you know, that's happening in the NFL. It's happening in baseball, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's inevitable. You know, I don't know the whole situation down there, but sometimes you can do everything right, you know, and Joe, Joe got a false positive, you know, I think. So like it, it could happen, you know, and you just gotta be ready for it as a team, as a unit and stay as safe as possible. Um, you see, we wear a mask on the bench. It's not mandatory, but we do just to keep it safe. I think Portland did a great job, you know, as far as keeping us safe in the locker room too. That's gonna be the biggest thing. You know, there's gonna be times where, you know, it just, it just may happen. We have to make sure that we're all safe. We're all doing the right things because you know, you lose, if you contact trace, you know, you can do everything right, but you contact trace next thing you know, you don't have a team ready to play a game. So we just gotta be ready and, and, and be safe. All right, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey Don, I was wondering if you could just speak to the offensive versatility you guys have in the first half, kind of a barrage of open looks from behind the arc. And then in the second, early in the second half, Portland starts clamping down on the perimeter and all of a sudden you guys switch to the pick and roll game with, with Rudy being effective inside. What makes you guys so versatile and, and so effective in both of those uh, areas? I think you having a whole year together um, definitely helps, you know, understanding what guys like the ball, what guy plays guys like, you know, being able to get guys open. And then honestly, not even having to run plays, you know, how many times do you see us walking into threes, shooting off of offensive rebound, transition, um, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, being able to just shoot it, letting it fly. We got guys who can shoot the ball really well, so we being able to trust that. And then on top of that, you know, when teams do clamp down on the three-point line, going back to our roots, you know, the Rudy pick and roll, and he's such a dynamic roller, uh, we're going to get looks off of that, you know. And then you got the the old, old reliable Joe and Fave in the pick and roll, uh, which you, you can't go wrong with that. So, you know, we have many options and many weapons. We just got to be able to continue to utilize them at a high level. I think we did that tonight, but it's going to be the biggest thing we continue to keep doing that and, and take our shots, you know, and being able to take take what the defense gives us, but also, you know, take our open looks. And uh, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Don, what are you seeing that Rudy's doing to stay engaged offensively and make the impact he did tonight when there's less lobs and a lot of threes? I think the biggest thing for him, you saw it in game seven. Um, biggest thing was what he did on the offensive glass, you know, getting looks for, you know, himself, you know, being able to, to do that. And then when we be able, when we hit him on the, on the roll, when they blitz, you know, being able to pass out of that, you know, continuously being a threat, 
And then when defenses react to the pass, now he has his own layups. He has his, his stuff for finding his rhythm, you know, because he's a guy that goes out there, you know, what do you have, 2015, 2016 tonight? So I think, you know, that was all off of him, you know, kind of doing things on, on, the, on the boards. And you know, we didn't run one play for him. He still got 2016. So he's, he's doing a great job of being in, in his role. And, you know, there are going to be times where we're going to hit him in the post and he's going to go out there and make a move and, and do what he does. But the biggest thing with him tonight, and like I said, in, in game seven, which really I think stood out to a lot of us, was just the way he was impacting on the boards. You know, Nurkic and Cantor are two guys who can really rebound the ball, and he 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 really did his thing on there. He just has to continue doing that, and then we got to find him and, and trust that he'll make the right play. All right, last question, Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Don, after you averaged 36 points in the playoffs, it seems like the natural progression would to come out be to come out and try and do that again all, all year, and you've done the opposite. Your assist numbers are way up. You're being more of a playmaker. What's going into that decision making, or, or does that just make your job easier? Um, I mean, that's, I've been trying to do that for like two years. Um, I think the biggest thing is I said that going into the bubble. Um, obviously, my scoring went up in the bubble, but you know, I didn't didn't have you know we had one less weapon in Boyan, who's another twenty point per game scorer. So for me, not so much worrying about having thirty six, having thirty, having whatever, just getting, making the red plays, making my life easy. You know, being able to hit guys, trusting to get off the ball. You know, having catch and shoot opportunities, not having to do everything. Um, it's been my biggest thing. And then, you know, at the end of the day, the ball's going to come back. The ball's going to come and find you. Um, I missed a bunch of looks that I think I can normally make tonight, you know. So instead of going, I don't know, was that six of 18, whatever, instead of doing that, you know, those those numbers will go up. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm finding guys. I'm making the right plays. That's something that I've been priding myself on since my rookie year, being able to make to, to, to make the right plays, make the right reads, make the right passes. And when you have guys that can shoot, can make plays, it makes my life sometimes easier. All right, that's it. Thanks so Thank much, you. Donovan. All right, there was Donovan Mitchell, and uh, tonight Donovan uh, was 6 of 16 from the field, 4 of 10 from 3, uh, 20 points, 5 assists, and 3 rebounds. Loved him talking about Rudy. I thought it was really insightful. I mean, it was kind of a funny line, but uh, really an insightful comment on Rudy Gobert where Donovan said we didn't run one play for him, and he's 20 and 16, although he shorted Rudy a rebound. Rudy was 20 and 17, but... Um, and, and then talked about how he can really do a lot for himself by scrapping on the offensive glass and playing hard and hustle plays. And there's a lot of points out there to be had if you play like that. And it, I thought that was right on the money. So Coach Majerus used to tell a story, and it actually applies here. Um, Al McGuire, when he first got to Marquette, would go out and recruit in Chicago, and he'd go out and find guys, and he'd grab a guy that looked talented to him, and he'd say, hey, you want to you make a million dollars a year? And a kid would say, yeah, I'll come to Marquette and I'll show you how. And a kid would show up at Marquette and he'd pull him aside before practice the first day and he'd say, we're not going to run one play for you. Okay, You've got one job and it is to go get every rebound. And on the offensive end, you get a rebound, you can go score it. And if you can get 10 of those every night and turn that into 20 points, you're going to make a million dollars a year, I guarantee it. And it really, that's kind of what you're talking about with Rudy. What a luxury to have a guy who, like Donovan said, we don't have to run plays for him. We're not setting cross screens and throwing it to him in the post and standing around and watching him. He's doing a lot of running around. He's screening and getting guys open. Um, but where Rudy, and, and I'll say Donovan too, have really matured is they're beyond all the number stuff. I really do believe. Now, obviously, they're, they've still driven by and want to do things, but this this whole thing they're starting to figure out is about one thing. It's about 
winning with the guys around you, making them better. And I thought that was an awesome comment that, that Donovan made, you know, saying, hey, Rudy does a lot of the dirty work, and, and we're, tr- we're trusting him to do all that. And, you know, his, uh, he, it's the reason we're, we're really good. Want to remind you, go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 120 to 100 is your final. The Jazz beat the Blazers. More sound from the locker room. We're breaking it down more next, coming up uh, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz winners 120 to 100 over the Portland Trailblazers. Let's take a look at your three-point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. And, of course, this is the big story of the game tonight. Jazz took 50, 5-0, 50 three-pointers, 19 to 50, 38%. Uh, they were led by Donovan Mitchell, who was 4 of 10. Bogdanovich was 4 of 11. Mike Conley was 4 of 7. Joe Ingles, 3 of 8, coming in off the bench. Jordan Clarkson, 3 of 6. Uh, Mie Oni hit his only three-point attempt. The Jazz, very effective uh, shooting and making three-pointers tonight. As Locke was saying, if they take 50 and make 38% of them, they're going to win a lot of ball games. So, as he mentioned, too, they took 17 more than the opponent. Um, and, and the... This is a this is a percentage now for four games I mean, that is is attainable. So um, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch these three point numbers kind of grow. And uh, I wonder what the program who's getting the money this year because it's going to be a lot of money for every three pointer. That's a that's a good promo this year. Good uh, big ups to our friends at uh, Mountain America Credit Union. Uh, let's catch some more sound from the locker room. Let's throw things back to Portland. Jordan Clarkson's addressing the media. First question, Sir Todd Deseret News. Hey, Jordan, I can't imagine that that felt like an opening night game. Uh, did it feel like you were kind of in the bubble again, or uh, what was it like opening night with no one in there? Uh, a little different, you know, uh, kind of weird. You know, Portland is super loud when you come here and play, uh, playing against them for, you know, a while when I played in the uh, – West my first years, um, definitely a little different feel. Uh, kind of feels like a little bit something like the bubble, but um, just a whole different vibe and, uh, you know, something we got to get used to right now. All right, next, Ben Anderson, kslsports.com. Jordan, your game doesn't look significantly different than it did early in your career, but the results are pretty significantly better. Does it feel different to you, or what do you feel like you're doing differently that's allowing you to have your success? Um, took a lot of my tough twos out of, out of my game. Um, feel like that's the biggest, you know, adjustment for me, uh, just trying to find a, a high percentage shot, take the three when I'm open and get in the paint and try to make plays when, when it's there. And I feel like those are the biggest change that uh, I've had um, this time that I've been here in Utah. And it started happening while I was in Cleveland. So um, those are the, the things I've changed, I, I feel like. Ryan Miller, KSL.com. Hey, Jordan. Um, Quinn told us to, earlier today that he was there, the coaching staff was going to wear black on black every night. 
as the fashion specialist on the team, I kind of wanted to get your take on that outfit. Uh, that's swag. I like it. Uh, almost. I think it's pretty tight. They look nice today. <laughs> All right, uh, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. I'm curious, when Quinn talked to you guys after the game, was he happier with your guys' defense and how you guys were able to really stop Portland's attack or, or what you guys did offensively to score 120 points? Uh, it was a collective kind of thing. You know, uh, you know, defensively, we did a great job. Uh, still working on that end. Um, offensively, he was, you know, proud because uh, we, we got the, you know, numbers uh, of threes pretty high tonight. I think we uh, shot about 50, 50 plus threes maybe. Um, so I think he was, uh, you know, happy with that result. So uh, especially, you know, with a win, it equal into a win. So, um, yeah, that was really it. All right. And last question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Jordan, you were part of that second unit in the second quarter that kind of broke the game open and it looks like you guys are going to I mean obviously you've got more depth and more firepower with that bench and you're going to be able this season to break games open and possibly even win games for the team how how much confidence does that give you that you're part of a bench unit that can not just maybe maintain the score but actually widen it um I mean, it feels good, you know, knowing that we have an impact in the game and uh, can come in here and, you know, help our team. Uh, that's the biggest thing. And, uh, you know, we got 71 more. This is the first uh, building block to, you know, this long journey. Um, you know, we're going to keep continuing to harp on the small things, uh, big things as well, defense. Uh, keep continuing to, you know, get open shots, shoot a lot of threes and, and get out and get in the paint and uh, get transition points. So. Um, that's what we're really focusing on as a team, and you know, hopefully, it equivalents to win. All right, thanks, Jordan. Let's wrap. Have a good All right, one. Joe. That was Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Jordan had a nice night tonight. Uh, 22 minutes coming in off the bench, six of 12, three of six from three. He had 15 points, seven rebounds, an assist, and uh, even had a very nice block shot there in, in the first half, Tim. And uh, but something stood out to you about uh, his comments about shot selection. Yeah, it was actually a really mature comment. Um, you know, I, I think it was Ben that asked him, you know, you had success, but what, what was the differentiator? What Your numbers are way better. You're playing better. And, and he just said, you know, I, I took some tough twos out of my game. I, um, you know, and I think that that's something, it's really hard when you, when you get in a pattern of doing something, you do a certain way and, and you've got to kind of tweak it. It's, it's difficult to do that. And, um, you know, Jordan's definitely, right now he's scoring, at the rim on penetration, or he's scoring a three. And I, I, I love his game right now. I, it's such a luxury to have a dude come off the bench every night and just be that weapon. And um, so he's, he's definitely exactly what the Jazz needed. I give somebody credit who's uh, had some success or who is really good at doing something for being open-minded into adjusting what they do. I mean, that's, that's really hard for your average person, let alone an NBA player that's uh, brimming with confidence because those tough twos that he's talking about, he's actually really good at those tough twos. I mean, that guy can go out and get a shot on anybody. And for him to kind of say, okay, well, I can do this a little bit differently and be a little more selective and adjust my game. I, I have a lot of admiration for that because that's, not easy mentally sometimes, especially if you're a millionaire basketball player who's one of the best 300 in the entire world. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that don't make that change, and they end up 
you know, they, 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 they flame out, they're, they're done, but you know, he's found ways to improve and it, a ton of credit goes to the jazz staff. There's cause there has to be, first of all, there has to be a relationship and trust factor that's already built. Um, and you really have to position it and, and sell it and then let them see how it works. So ton of credit to Jordan, ton of credit to the staff for, for getting him in this place. I'll tell you what, I know Dante Exum was, was popular in, in this market at times. And I know there were a lot of people on that Exum Island and I hope he does very well in Cleveland. He showed a couple of flashes, uh, at, at times last year there, uh, for the Cavs, but what a trade was that? I mean, what an unbelievable trade Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck pulled off last year in December. I mean, this, Jordan Clarkson is an extraordinarily key component on this team, and he is he is really produced. He's he seems to be like a key component on the court, but he seems to be really kind of a unifier off it. Like like he seems to be one of the guys that grabs maybe the different groups and brings them all together. That's kind of he seems to have kind of that just watching his personality and interact with guys. Um, I would bet he's a real positive force in the locker room. You know, I've heard that from a couple of people, actually, that he might be the most popular guy in that locker room, that he does exactly what you're talking about. He's got the, you know, you hear this a lot, but he's, he's kind of got that good vibe tribe thing going where he's just kind of a positive person, easy to be around and, and kind of likes everybody. We saw that with uh, from the bubble with the videos that were coming out. And I know, you know, people kind of laughed at the shotgunning beers thing. But, it, you know, it's really funny, and he he seems to be, very much uh, that glue guy like that. He and he and Joe Ingles, I think, play that a little bit on this team. And maybe some credit goes to Jordan in opening, you know, opening things up offensively and letting guys have a little bit more of a green light because Quinn gave it to him and, and it paid off. And so, um, you know, it's it's encouraging to hear that this is the way they're practicing. This is what we're seeing now through four games. And, um, man, I'm excited to to continue to watch this team grow and develop. And really, if that unselfishness can stay there and that good vibe tribe can continue to thrive, that'd be pretty good. I just like the sound of that, by the way. Good vibe tribe. I want to be a part of that group. Sign I was going to ask you a question about your hat, why you chose that hat tonight. I know the, the coaching staff went with, you know, the black on black, but is there a reason you wore the Hartford Whalers I went tonight? with the green Whalers hat because, I don't know, why are we talking about fashion? Yeah, I, I can't believe that I question just, was even asked. I just thought I'd throw it out because it seemed... One of these questions is not like the other. What did you think of uh, Coach Snyder's shoes tonight, uh, Jordan? Were they were they shiny? Were they nice? Yeah, Coach, his shoes were tight. <laughs> <laughs> Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 120 to 100 is your final. The Jazz beat the Blazers. Coming up next, we'll get you play of the game. And uh, get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one as we look forward to Minnesota on Saturday. It's your Jazz Game Night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Ingles, transitions, pull up three, swish. This is something else. 65 42 Utah. The Jazz are shooting 50% from three. There's your play of the game. David Locke on the call brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. Larry H. Miller auto.com driven by you. It is your jazz game night post game show. The jazz win tonight over the Blazers. 120 to 100. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. 
Jazz Game Night Post Game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. And, Tim, what a way to start the season for the Utah Jazz with a very convincing victory, very much a team victory. Uh, defense was good. Offense was good. Damian Lillard, who averaged over 40 points in his matchups with the Utah Jazz last year, only scores nine on four of 12 shooting, one of seven from three. You heard Donovan Mitchell earlier uh, say that uh, Damian missed a, a couple of shots he normally makes, but really credited Mike Conley and Royce O'Neal for doing a good job on the uh, former Weber State star. I mean, they're really not a whole lot of negatives in this one. Now, and one thing on the defense, you know, we, we often talk, and I, I brought it up in the, in the pregame, you know, who's going to match up with Dame. But really, you guard Dame as a, as a team, and their attention to detail, and we talked about that earlier, the attention to detail, the way that they took the challenge, and obviously I'm sure the, the staff reminded them, this guy cooked us for 43 a game last year. Um, the way they came out, I loved the strategy. I loved the way the guys executed it. From, from the get-go and um, just made it a huge priority. As good as they were offensively, like this team, the, the defensive improvement really is exciting. Um, a, a team that, like Portland, who can really go go off certain nights uh, if those guards get going, held to 100 points. And um, so those are things you can really build on. Yeah, I mean, holding a, uh, your opponent to 100 points in the NBA anymore is not something that uh, that you see every day, and they should hang their hat on that. And I think, you know, uh, they played hard. The scheme looked good, um, and and they were really effective. I mean, even C.J. McCollum, he had 23 points, uh, three assists, four, uh, four rebounds, but it took him 19 shots to get to that 23 points. You'll so, live with that every night. 100%. Make them do it. If you, get, if you get 32 total points in production from that backcourt, take that every time and well so 32 for uh how many point how many shots did did cj take let's see so we had 32 total points damian took 12 cj took Took 19 19. so 30 don't do math on the air 31 31 shots unless you're david Locke, and then then you you just knock yourself right out yeah but not me not me but we were right 31 so 31 shots to get 32 points pretty good you're gonna beat the blazers if that's i mean those you know, those two are their guys. Of course, uh, Nurkic is great, but Nurkic only played 22, point, uh, 22 minutes tonight, which was a little bit of a surprise. And plus, whenever it felt like Portland had it rolling, which was very rarely, but uh, for a brief point there in the third quarter, it felt like it was kind of Nurkic who was playing well, but only 22 points for him, or excuse me, minutes for him tonight. Yeah, the, the thing that's that's really exciting is now we've kind of seen pretty much everybody play in the West, um, and we're going to see, you know, a lot more basketball in a short period of time here, but having seen all those teams, you you kind of like the way this team's put together yeah. in the West. And um, don't get ahead of yourself; keep continue to to improve. But um, you know the the Jazz and where they really kind of fit right now in this Western Conference, and and then conversely, there's a bunch of teams that are right there at the bottom of that. You know, going to be fighting Portland in my mind is going to be kind of where they always are six, seven, eight, somewhere in there fighting for that spot, depending on how healthy they can stay, if they can get Collins back at a certain point. Um, you know, just add some more depth there to the bigs. But uh, it'll, it's going to be an interesting race. If you're uh, just joining us tonight at 11.42 p.m., uh, the Jazz had seven players in double figures tonight. Rudy and Donovan had 20. Mike Conley with 18. Bogdanovich with 15. Derek Favors with 10. Joe Ingles with 14. And uh, Jordan Clarkson with 15 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many games that we see, Tim, where you've got seven players in double figures. That's pretty amazing. Seven players in double figures and six in double figures and shots. Like go through the box scores tonight in the NBA and find teams that had, I think the, the highest I could find is four, four, a team with four guys that got double figures and shots. So again, we talked about keeping everybody happy, keeping everybody feeling good. That's a great way to do it. Uh, to your point, Bogdanovich, five for 14, Rudy Gobert, eight for 10, Mike Conley, six for 15, Donovan Mitchell, six of 16, Joe Ingles, five of 10, Jordan Clarkson, six of 12. I mean, that's, that's a pretty even shot distribution right there. That's a coach's dream, isn't it? I'll tell you what it is. It's a player's dream. And as long as the players are happy, the coach gets left alone. So um, there, there's method to this madness, no doubt about it. The, I think Quinn's found a way to, to get these guys to really focus on guarding and give them an opportunity to get out and play in the, in the open court. All right, Tim, hit us with a couple of final thoughts uh, before we turn the page and look forward to Minnesota on, on uh, Saturday night. The arrows pointing up, I would say, um, from from where everybody, you know, kind of in the off season and going into the season thought this team could could be good. But I think the arrows pointing up, I I love what I've seen, and it's been consistent now through three preseason games in this game. Um, the pace is fun. Uh, but the key word I'm going to focus on, and, and Rudy used it, Donovan used it, Jordan used it, and Quinn used it, is unselfish. I think um, as long as this team can really – stay hungry and unselfish. I really do believe that the pressure they put on teams offensively and the really how difficult it is to score at times on the jazz now with, uh, with favors playing those minutes behind Rudy. Um, this is, uh, this is, this could be set up for a pretty fun run. All right. We want to say a big thanks to lock and Boone, uh, for, uh, doing a great job, uh, tonight as usual. Uh, thanks to, uh, Amanda, who was our broadcast assistant tonight. I believe I'm looking at, uh, Alex. Thanks to Alex Lundberg, Lundy doing a terrific job. Executive producer of jazz game night. Uh, Tim, it's always, uh, always a pleasure. My friend, let's do this again on Saturday. What do you say? Well, in the meantime, have a great Christmas, my man. Merry Christmas to you and Absolutely. your family and everybody out there. And I'm, I, I'm excited for Christmas, but man, I get excited for Saturday. Yep. I want to see another one of these games. Your first Christmas as a grandpa. First Christmas as a grandpa. How about that? Yep. Uh, first of many spoiling uh, grandchildren. Good oh, and, and congrats to my, it's late enough I can say this, congrats to my son Sam on the Celtics, uh, you know, thrilling win tonight. I saw him tweeting about it. It looked like he, he was, said one an hour or something like yeah. that. Easy, Sam. <laughs> Easy, Easy, buddy. Chief. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final from Portland, the Jazz beat the Blazers 120 to 100. Up next, game number two, the home opener on Saturday night. The Jazz take on the Timberwolves, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.